Welcome back to the Mail In Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Merriman. In front of me, not Sally DeFries, although she does share a last name with this character. That's Will DeFries. What's going on, Will? Not much. Great to be here. I figured, you know, if Sally's going to miss an episode so shortly after announcing that she's uh, <laughs> the, the full-time co-host, I figured uh, someone in the DeFries family needed to pick up the slack the Picking up time. slack. But, you know, we had, we had a, an absolutely brutal scheduling week, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give her too much shit behind the scenes for this. Have you found that with a child, is scheduling how, – how, what, by what factor is scheduling uh, harder? A million times. One million a times. A million times. Like, when, when we first had Fritz, I didn't put the pieces together in my head. It took me about two months to acclimate to being like, hey, Will, you don't have time anymore. Yeah, you got to work around everyone else's time, and then you got to fight for your time and go do what you need to do. Right. And what I've realized is that as a pretty, uh, I'm not very proactive sometimes when it comes to making plans. Okay. And having a child means that I'm not doing anything, and I've realized I have to become proactive now. Interesting. I have to go do stuff. I have to go like I have to plan it out days ahead of time, and not just go like. If I just say, hey, Brett, let's go have a beer tonight, like, there's a very good chance that by 7 o'clock I'm, like, dying. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm just going to bed at 9. I'll tell you what. You, you, picked, you picked the right guy to say that to because as a, uh, as a guy with very few responsibilities other than work and uh, a commute girlfriend – Buddy, I'm a, I'm your IPA guy. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm banned from IPAs. I, I'm allowed to have one when I go out. But I, Sally, let me. After the first time I went out with Sally, after she said one IPA rule, <laughs> I had three IPAs, and I was like, "Well, you're not keeping me to this." You okay? Can I can I pitch one cheat day? Yeah, a Saturday. Okay, that is true. Big Ten weather in Austin, Texas. That we get together for. It's not this Saturday. No, 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 no. I'm but just a saying. Saturday, a- yes, I will do. I will do on a cool like f- November Saturday. Yep. I will go out and I will drink IPAs all day. I'm holding you to that. And I will be taking all the medicine I can possibly take in order to not feel like the worst the next day. My man. I'm in. You may be wondering what is the mail in podcast. Well, we do our best to answer your questions. You may run into situations in your 20s or 30s that you need help with, and we are here to do just that. Get a laugh in, maybe walk away with something useful in the end. How can you help us out? Tell a friend, maybe. Send them a clip, maybe a segment that made sense for their situation. You might you might be familiar with these, or they might. Hit subscribe on iTunes or follow on Spotify. Hit the hotline number, leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Podcast. Will, before we get started... Mm-hmm. I have asked this question to numerous guests who have okay. been recurring. Okay. So this is like the next level of guest question. Okay. Were you to have the Will DeFreeze food truck, what is being served? I'm putting you on the okay, spot I, No, no, I, I have a good answer. Though. Okay. I have a good answer. So my friends actually did this. It's an old coworkers of mine as well as friends of mine. And I would want to do this in Austin because I'm very jealous that they did this in San Francisco, and mm-hmm. I can't reap the benefits of it. Interesting. You can okay. order what they do online. Um, I have not done so yet, but I've heard great things about how you can or about how they travel. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I think Austin is very much lacking is meat pies. Interesting. Like meat English pies. meat pies. 
My, I I do know you are a shepherd's pie boy. I I love I love that stuff. Um, and so my friends they started something called Pie P Y E. They're meat pies with the organic ingredients, and they've got like a bunch of different ones. Do they and, make like three point one four one five nine two six five three? No, I don't think they're big math guys. Unfortunately, oh, a different pie. Yeah, different pie. But they've got like a chicken vegetable, a beef and cheese, a mushroom potato leek. They have a chicken Ooh. tikka pie. Like they have it all. Ooh. And. Okay. They're so good on the go. Just they put them in a wrapper and you can just walk off with them. It's like it's not one of those foods that you need to go sit at a picnic table and sweat with. You can grab it and just like it's grab and go. Let it rip. And there used to be a meat pie place on Barton Springs in Austin. Really? But they shut down. That's too it bad. It wasn't a food truck. It was just a, a, an a Irish pub. I am ignorant and I don't know what a meat pie is. Like it it's it's is, very simple. I'm thinking of an uncrustable with meat in it. Yeah. Yeah. What here. is the... Okay. You're, you're, I'm uh, pulling up a pic for you. He's pulling up a pic of meat pies live. Oh, goodness. So we've got the, the very that, nice crust. And then what is on top of that? I think it's just a, I think it's just a, butter, a butter glaze. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And what is the material? It's, is it like a kind of like a biscuit... Ish or like a croissant ish? It is. I w- the closest I would say is that it is the the closest thing to it would almost be like a croissant. There's yep. like okay. layers to it, and I don't know Ooh. if that's classic or not. Ooh. These guys have a different kind of methodology, I think, than other. I don't know. I don't know what their methodology is, but yeah, it's it's kind of like a flaky, flakier kind of thing. Wow. Okay. You weren't expecting me to come in this morning and talk meat pies off the bat. I don't think you were either, mm-hmm. but I think you're glad you did. I am. I am. Um, can, it's not making me very much want one. Can you do a breakfast meat pie? Probably. Like a bacon, egg, and cheese meat pie. Probably. Oh, Have you? Okay. Are you a Nervous Charlie's guy in Austin, Texas? No, I'm an Anxious Brett guy. Okay. They have Nervous Charlie's is a, a very popular bagel spot, and apparently, really? apparently, if you go on like a weekday, it still takes a long time. But if you go hmm. on a weekend, it takes like two hours to get your bagel. So you put in the order, wait two hours. You have to really get up early if you want a, a timely bagel. I know that I'm a Detroit-style pizza influencer, mm-hmm. but uh, I know my way around bagels, too. I had my first one on this past Sunday, and I have to say, it was really, really good. Okay. I was Nervous very Charlie's. impressed with it. Yeah. Check it out. Bagel Sando, or did you do... I went just a classic schmear. Ooh, what schmear did you do? Scallion? Yeah. Yeah, good man. You good. know I rep the scallion. Anybody who anybody who reps scallion cream cheese, I know they know what they're doing. Yeah, they are. they've been around the block. And it's level two down here. I mean, people are like, what's scallion cream cheese? Like, do you, you, you have green chive? I think a lot of people wouldn't even know what scallions cheese? are. No. Like, I think if I... There's like, green onions. I don't think I would know what it was if I didn't love scallions. When you throw some chopped scallions on uh, chicken wings... Oh, Yeah. Oh, buddy. My favorite thing is like we get dumplings from the grocery store and they, they dress them with some scallions on mm-hmm. top and I'm just I'm just putting more on top of it. Just mm-hmm. taking them out of the container and just loading my bites up. Are scallions low key the uh the most underrated accoutrement? I think, think all of? onions. I think onions make everything better and Dylan could not be more different. Really I think weird, that yeah. onion adds a flavor to it so, things that just you nothing else does. Sandwiches burgers and like literally anything good man will that's i am so fucking on board with that take if i was going to be a farmer i'd just do onions what, have you ever seen that guy with the he's very proud of his large onion yeah that guy's the best <laughs> i don't know his name but i've used him on sunday scaries like numerous times yes he's, that's okay dude he's like he's the goat 
Englishman farmer dude. He the just goat. he just makes giant ass stuff every year and brings it to this festival. I love it. That would be you know what? I would like to profile that man. Mm-hmm. I will can we can we pool Washed Media's funds to send you I need him on scaries. I need to we need to send you on a quest to England to find this man. That could be the first edition of my my dream show, which is just me going to different countries mm-hmm. and doing stuff and then doing my hangover cures on Sunday. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. And I can just go hang out with this old dude and drink like red wine and scotch with him. Oh, I bet she has a mean scotch collection. Probably. Probably. How about a question? Will? Let's do a question. Hey guys. I got engaged in April. Congratulations. And my wedding is summer. 2022. What should we register for? My fiance and I have lived together for going on four years. We own our home. Again, congratulations. So we're working on putting it all together, but we already have the basics like dishes, flatware, linens, appliances, etc. We will probably do the honeymoon fund, but is there anything fun or unique you'd suggest? Thanks in advance. Will, as a married guy who didn't really register. Had zero registry. Is None. there anything you wish yes. that you had? Yes. I will say, I'm glad that this guy already has the dishes, flatware, and things like that. Because the way that I look at that kind of stuff is it's so cyclical that some people <laughs> register for it. Like, like I mean, you can buy something, mm-hmm. and then two years later you hate it. So Correct. If you register for something, and then you know you get married a year later... And you get mm-hmm. it, and you're like, oh, I like these other ones more now. It's mm-hmm. like that is something that you can probably purchase for yourself pretty cheap at, like, uh, Ikea, CB2, Crate and Barrel, like Target. any of those places. Like, yeah, Target. Like, you can go to anywhere and get reasonably priced flatware if, mm-hmm. and dishware if you're not trying to go crazy. The things that I think that I wish I would have registered for, the, these are the first things that come to mind for me. Okay. I think the Honey Fund is a great move. Never a bad move. That's Never a bad move. Because we still haven't even taken a honeymoon, but like we're obviously not going to register for anything at this point, so I know that we're going to pay for it all, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, but I <laughs> wish that I would have had a little help in terms of doing other stuff because like there's like certain experiences and of course. dinners. Uh, like I know I had a friend that registered for a helicopter ride one time. Like Very that's tight. just sick. Vancouver Band helicopter rides are unreal. You have to you have to imagine they are. Heli skiing, ugh. The things that I wish I would have registered for are things that I don't want to purchase now. And so those things would be something like pillows for our bed. Mm-hmm. Like be- all bedding, a, co- a new comforter, uh, yeah. sheets. Like register for four sets of sheets and just keep them in a closet and don't touch them until you've ruined a pair. Like until your dog ruins them or there's like a hole in one or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just keep those there because you you don't want to go out and buy nice sheets again. If you can get that while you can now, just go get that while you can. Can you like can you register for consumables for like could you register for a a, a ridiculously nice bottle of wine? I mean like you like a two hundred you know, like my buddy so this was hilarious because my buddy did this and we kinda gave him shit for it, but at the same time I loved it. Their registry got completely bought out, and he had a bunch of people being like, "Hey, I really, I still want to mm. buy stuff from you or for you. Like, that's that's you, sick. you need more." And so he put a bike on his registry. Hell yeah! I Did he like, get it? I think he got it. <laughs> I, he, I was because I think I was going to be. I think I was just going to buy it outright for him and just be like flex on him because I was yeah. in the wedding and I was like, you know, I, okay. I kind of want to just like hook him up. Hell yeah! But I think I went to and I saw it was like seventy five percent funded, and I was like, oh, we're good. Nice. That's cool. But, like, you have to be careful with the registry because you don't want people going in and looking at it and being like, what the, like, what this is this This dude wants a trip doing? to Egypt, like, mm-hmm. along with this trip to the Caymans? Like, another thing that came to mind was, like, a nice coffee machine. 
That seems like a good one. An espresso, if you want, or if you're like a more traditional coffee person, you can go with something else. I think you'd be careful, though, with applying, like the waffle maker, the joke of the waffle maker on everybody's registry. Yeah, you don't need a waffle maker. You don't need a waffle maker. A coffee maker is different because you could feasibly use it every single day. Correct. Don't, yeah, don't do like a waffle maker. I would use a quesadilla maker, which probably is just like a, what, panini press. Mm Mm-hmm. I would use that three to five times a week. Well, the reason that sheets stick out to me so much is because nice sheets cost way more than some of the other things that you would be buying. Like, True. I mean, if you buy nice sheets, that's like three air fryers. Okay. How much, or how much is an air fryer? I'm going to guess $99. Yeah. Like, I feel like at this point, air fryers are pretty, like, yeah, this there's air fryers, uh, $50, but most mm-hmm. of them fall between 99 and like 170 something like that for like I assume a nice one. Sure. Like if you if you get a nice pair of sheets, that can be like 250 or 300 dollars if you're getting a really nice set of sheets. Okay. And like even if you're not going to pay that normally, mm-hmm. people that are like buying stuff for your wedding, they will contribute towards stuff like that and you can just get like nicer stuff that you don't want to pay for yourself later down the line. I like that. Yeah, the, the stuff that you Truly don't want to pay for. I'm I'm sure, the you know the cliches are are there. The Vitamix, the uh, the Nespresso, the you know the cocktail set, yeah, stuff can... like that. Like you can you can put that all on there, and it's gonna get bought. But uh, go for like the, the the candle that you know you're never gonna buy. Mm-hmm. That is is way too expensive, but it's a once in a lifetime literally thing. Maybe something like that. Something else that I wish we could have registered for is some nice, nice like crystal glassware, but not a ton of it. Crystal stemware. I want like two really nice crystal glasses for drinking like nice liquor out of. Sure. Or a few martini glasses that are really nice. Some nice champagne flutes for celebratory times. And we have since gotten those kind of things, just because mm. I'm like I've wanted it so badly that I've, I think You've we've pulled. ended up doing it. Gotcha. Except for the cocktail glasses. Huh. So if Sally doesn't listen, I hope she doesn't listen today because like I've given her a hint every single like birthday Ooh. or holiday or whatever Christmas birthday anything. Yeah. Every single time I'm like Sally, I would love like a really nice crystal glass that I can just like use you, for a, like a, just a nightcap, like a whiskey tumbler type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Have you done a? Uh, Will DeFreeze of the Sunday Scaries podcast. Have you done an episode like a trip through your bar cart? Uh, I've done, I think I've answered bar cart questions through just multiple like listener, a listener question, okay. but I don't think I've ever done a bar cart segment. I don't have a bar cart. Excuse me? I just have a liquor cabinet. Like, I, 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 like, I like having my stuff tucked away. Got it. Okay. I also, That's fair. Until, until now, I never had a robust liquor collection. But now that hmm. we have a child and we're inviting people over more, <laughs> I've decided that, like, okay, I'm actually going to buy some nice stuff, like one nice bottle of each liquor so that if mm-hmm. I offer someone a drink, they're not like, oh, cool, like drinking tequila, like, soda. Yeah, why is Will serving me, like, Svedka and Diet Coke yeah. right now? Like, are we in college? <gasps> Svedka and Diet Coke. We could do some uh, could do some Belvedere sugar freeze. Do Belvedere sugaries? <laughs> I don't know Yikes. why I find that so funny, but it's so douchey. It is so douchey. I man, I'm I'm not back on my Red Bull kick, but I'm back to ordering Red Bull vodkas at bars because I get it. I think like the espresso martini craze has officially gone uh, mainstream. You think it's jumped the shark a little bit. It's jumped the shark a little bit. Will. 
So it has. On the espresso note and on the registry note to keep it relevant to this question, sure. do not ask for an espresso an espresso machine. You can ask for a Nespresso machine. Which does both. But do not ask for a espresso machine. And I'm not saying because you're not going to use it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They just break and require maintenance like <laughs> once a year. Everyone that I've ever heard that gets a nice espresso machine, they've they've kind of like they've loved it in the beginning and then backtracked later because it's like, oh, this kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Like I've it, the cleaning of it is really annoying. The maintenance that happens after, like the um, they're so, so, they're so smart now that you have yeah. to have uh, like a manual for it, and you don't want to be sitting there trying to read a manual while you just want a fucking cup of coffee. I agree. I agree. My last thing I'll say, um, I'm getting more into plants, mm-hmm. like house plants. Ooh, can you register for like? I'm sure you could register for a house plant, right? What, the sponsor that we had, the um, um, why the name's escaping me right now. The plant sponsor. Oh, fast. Oh, uh, Bloomscape. Bloomscape. Yeah. Like my Bloomscape plant is still going so strong. Good. And I wish I could register for like, I want to register for like five more because I want them all around my room. And they're like a little more expensive than you want to do on a, a, a monthly basis. Right. So that would be, I think that's a good item. Well, it's hard to I'm sl- gonna say register for it because then it's like a fun, you can always tie it back to your wedding. Maybe you have a, a fruit, a fruiting plant, <laughs> a, fruiting a, plant. a fruiting bush. That gives you like I don't know raspberries or basil or something. Whenever you cook or make drinks with it, you kind of tie it back to your wedding. Like I that's mean, nice, right? Get them a money tree. Also that. Like get them whatever. But like yeah, that's I would lo- I would have loved that because it's really hard. It's that's a tough cost to swallow when you know that there's a decent chance that you kill it. Right. As someone who recently killed a fern, like Ooh. it's just been hard. And I've been working my ass off to keep these ferns alive. And I've got two two out of three of my ferns are just thriving right now. I always wonder when, when you planted the red one, where it was growing. The red one? The red fern, where it grows. Okay. Okay. You know what you could register for? How about Quip? <laughs> do it. Can you, can you give subscription registries? Because I would do that. I think you can, and I think I would because Quip has changed my routine entirely, Will. I used to be a manual boy. No. I swore by it. No. I swore by manual brush. I wanted to feel the nooks and crannies. Well, guess what? Quip changed that for me. Flipped my entire life upside down. It's great. When it comes to dental hygiene. This thing, not only does it look sick, it attaches to my mirror... So I don't have like, you know, the, you, 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 no matter how many times you wash your toothbrush, it still stays wet. And then it gets that little stain on your, on your thing or mm-hmm. on the cup that you hold it in. I just put it in a holder on my, my mirror and it's phenomenal. It also buzzes for two minutes and gives me like, my clock is just done. Do you ever turn it off early and you're like, why am I doing yeah. this? I know, I know that I shouldn't be turning it off early, but like, it, but it, it, it makes you get those habits in motion. The Quip electric toothbrush is loved by over 7 million mouths and has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute clean in a lightweight and sleek design with no wires or bulky charger to weigh you down. It's got a multi-use travel cover. Again, like I said, sticks to the freaking mirror that you can take off and doubles as a, 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 a – you pull it off when, you, when you're going somewhere. You just put it on that mirror. Yeah. It's crazy. What kind of technology? It doesn't even leave a mark. I'm actually shocked every time I've done it that I'm like, oh, there's no mark? Yeah. And it just looks sick. I have the sleek black. Mm-hmm. Oh. I have the white one. We, we, I put it on the mirror during our, uh, during our wedding because I was like, you know what? I'm going to really flex right now. Yeah. It's my wedding. 
Um, and I didn't. I don't. I never want the people like the the housekeepers at a hotel or anything to be like touching my toothbrush and putting it in my dop kit because they 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 will put stuff in your dop yeah. kit sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I, no, I put it on the mirror, and I it was only touched by me the entire trip. You're kind of a uh, you're an analytics guy, right? You like to, you like to dig into the numbers. I like to, it depends what it is, but there there are times when I get a little obsessed with analytics. Uh, well, Quip is making that more easier than ever, Will, because guess what? You can track and improve your brushing habits with the free Quip app. Tells you when, how long, and where you brush. Mm. Mm. That's, a, that's a smart motor technology in there. Oh, yeah. And you can earn amazing rewards with your brushing, like free refills, products, Target gift cards, and more. Imagine that. I, I, I can't even imagine it's that. Like, it's it's like your your, insur- your car insurance for being a good driver. <laughs> you, get, you get rewards for being a good brusher. I feel like I've never actually gotten a reward for being a good driver. Dude, because you're a bad boy. I'm, I, that's true. In addition to brush heads, Quip also delivers fresh floss, toothpaste, mouthwash, and gum refills every three months for $5. Shipping is free, so you can save money and skip the hustle and bustle of in-store shopping. With stylish and affordable electric toothbrushes starting at just $25, you won't be paying through the teeth through for better oral health. See what they did there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you go to Quip, or excuse me, if you go to getquip.com slash mail-in right now, You'll get your first refill free. That's your first free refill free at getquip.com slash mail-in. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash mail-in. Quip, the good habits company. Mm -hmm. How about another one, Will? Let's do it. Hey, Brett and Sally slash Will. Congrats on getting the official gig back, Will. Thank you. On behalf of your (laughs) wife. (laughs) I'm always worried when the big announcement tweet goes out. No, 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 no. No need to be worried. Talking for all the listeners, glad it was great news. If you remember, I sent the story about dating my sister's best friend back to the beginning of the year. And so far, so good. We just celebrated our seven-month anniversary. Ooh, congratulations. And yes, we are keeping track. Uh, we, in parentheses, well, yeah. in quotes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the families have been nothing but supportive since the beginning and even have a joint vacation at Vegas on the horizon. Will's a Vegas guy. Noted Vegas guy. Yeah, dude. I had a really good Tuesday there one time. (laughs) I write to you very happy but concerned. I never realized that this family is a Christmas family through and through. We're talking cutting down their own tree, events bi-weekly, prior to their all-out, no-holds-barred Christmas extravaganza party. I love the holidays as much as the next guy, but what are the limits? It feels like because of our past relationship, we are tasked with way more responsibility than, say, her brother and his fiance that haven't been at the December planning meetings. Yes, we've had two meetings so far. It's too much. It's all normal for the girlfriend. So when I bring it up, it's that's how we do it or the dreaded you don't have to come if you don't want to. Ooh, never want to hear that. This is our first holiday together and hope to be many more. I would like to set some ground rules this year to have a guideline for the next who knows how many holiday seasons. How do you juggle holiday schedules in a new relationship as well as putting boundaries with the in-laws when they aren't your in-laws? You, you have no choice. You have to do everything. <laughs> I feel bad for this guy, but yeah. you, have to, you have to buy You have to go full out. The sad truth is that you're... You're a Christmas guy now. You're you're a Christmas. That's not guy. sad truth. There's it could be worse. Like what if correct? They were, like it, what if they were you know St. Patrick's Day people mm-hmm. and like they were they were planning this like green beer rager for a while, but like as, trust me as as someone who has in laws, 
uh, you you don't have any any like leeway to do anything you want to do until yep. you're married, and you've like the day you get married is a day that you can start like inserting your will with the end. So say you almost have more flexibility when you're when you're married. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something that like you you just have to get them on your side. And if they're this into Christmas, then you, you just got to feed into it. And it's your first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're batting lead off this year. Yeah. Buddy, you, 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 you almost have to make them sick of Christmas because you're so gosh darn Christmassy. Is Why are they taking more responsibility? Because the brother and the fiance aren't – they haven't done the Christmas thing yet. They've been okay. together – and they're, they, I'm, I'm guessing they live in a they different part. They live somewhere yeah. else. Okay. So yeah. the, they're not getting the responsibility. It sounds like the sister that he's dating is like has has been the chosen one. Yeah. As far as continuing the Christmas traditions go. Like, let me. I'm going to give an example here. When Sally and I first started dating, uh, we would be asked to to do errands, to do to to help dog sit like someone's dog, mm-hmm. to do that kind of stuff. And at that time, it was like, you know what? I want everyone to like me. Let's do it. Let's let's go out to their house for the weekend. Let's take care of things. Let's do whatever. Let's prioritize that. Now that like there's more in the mix, now that I'm more established and I know that I'm higher on the totem pole, I'm nice. like, you know what? I'm not going to accept every single you know request to help out with those kind of things, yep. especially if it doesn't jive with my schedule at this yeah. point. You can get your own garlic bread, mm-hmm. ma'am. It's just like what I, what are we doing here? And so, but dude, you're he's so early. He's not even a year in. No, yeah, he, he, you have to do everything. Like you might as well dress up like Santa. You might as well bring the Christmas tree. Like yeah. you, you're, 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 you might be cutting down the Christmas tree, dude. Just go all out. First one have to go all out and set the tone. They'll love you. It sounds like they uh, put a lot of stock into this said holiday. I don't understand why they need meetings. I love that. I mean, because <laughs> uh, so if you if you fail to prepare, prepare to fail, Will. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, proper proper preparation prevents poor performance. Uh, yeah. Zig Ziglar said that. A lot of people don't realize that. It's also <laughs> Christmas. It could be like you said. It could be a much worse holiday to be a super fan of. Yeah, it's 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 not bad. I mean, I love Christmas as much as you know most people do. It's 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 in the top three holidays for me, if not top two. And if you're putting out the vibe already, that's getting the uh, you don't have to come if you don't want to response from your girlfriend you gotta oh, go buddy you gotta you go. gotta turn this around and turn this around quickly i might even set the next meeting if i were you i, I know we've had this conversation in the office lately where do you stand on chris when you put your christmas tree up uh weekend after thanksgiving like the sunday of thanksgiving weekend or like the saturday slash sunday okay that's that's my is I, generally there not only is it tree it's lights it's decoration you don't have to go everything just yet yeah because that's for the Christmas merriment, Christmas cocktail hour. Everything has to be perfect. I, I don't understand the people that want to do the year like like that would prefer to have stuff up all the time. I don't get it. I I obviously love the magic of Christmas, and I I I don't understand where the year round people come from because you want that you want to look forward to it. Yeah, and you want it to be special. Um, but like, did I throw on a little Christmas cocktail jazz the other day while reading and sipping a glass of whiskey? That's acceptable. Yeah, I did. I did. Well, I just, I have no desire to have it up for two months. I just think that that, that takes away from the special feeling that you get when you walk into your apartment after a long day of work and you're like, Oh, it's Christmas in here. I can find, I can relax. Like, I just think that if you have it up for two months or if you leave it up for a month after Christmas, you're just taking away from the spirit of the season. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. And I worry this family is going to take away from his spirit of the season. I think they already have, actually. Yeah, dude. This this dude, you are 
even though it, do, it might not seem like it, you're screwed right now, dude. But he doesn't have to go if he doesn't want to. Oh. <laughs> what a terrible, oh. what a terrible choice he would be making in that scenario. You get, you get the. Oh, you don't have to come if you don't want to. From in any situation, guess what? You're going. Yeah, you're going because yeah. that's that is not only a. Uh, a thinly veiled passive aggressive th- that's a death threat. You don't want the family being like, "Hey, why does blah 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 hate Christmas? What's his oh. deal? Does he not like us?" That's the you can't be labeled the non-Christmas guy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Even though you might be perfectly fine in your Christmas ways, you can't be labeled Scrooge. No, you can't. Oh. You can't. Devastating. So just set the next meeting and and lean into it, buddy. You're Santa Claus this year. Yeah. Or an elf. Hey Brett and Sally. Slash well. I've put on some weight since the beginning of COVID. And recently, my doctor said I need to get my diet back on track or I'll risk diabetes long term. Apparently, my body doesn't handle carbs very well and they can't really be in my diet. My issue is that my fiance won't stop putting pastas in meal kits we get. And if she's cooking dinner, she's upset if I start making something else for myself. When I say I really can't do carbs, she will say, I don't need to diet. How do I better explain that it's a medical issue? And not necessarily about numbers on a scale. This is interesting. This isn't an easy one for me. And we can kind of keep this one short because this is a communication thing. Like half the questions on this podcast are. That's fair. Your fiance needs to understand that, yeah, the the scale is one thing, but this is about my long-term Health and the diabetes thing gives you a pretty good card to play. If a doctor is talking about long, like diabetes long term, that's when you got. That's when your. That's when your head perks up. It's like, yeah. If I'm told my triglyceride levels are a little high, I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, like talk to me in ten years. Yeah, Yeah. like I'll I'll sort that out. I can probably sort that out by just like not eating pasta before I get my blood checked. That's a dinosaur, right? Try try. Ceratopolarides? Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Like, it's just like, okay, dude, cool. I mean, I know that that's an issue. I, I will say, I think there is new science coming out about, like, carbs and, and the, uh, your ability to lose weight while eating carbs and things like that. Oh, God. But, Don't tell me that. I, I've been told by numerous people, in, including an actual, like, dietitian in my DMs that, like, I shouldn't worry as much about carbs. I guess I've made enough comments about it. Hot dog! That being said... Literally. If you're trying to lose weight, you have to eat food that makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah. Like, if I'm trying to lose weight, I have a very specific diet that I follow, that I fall into, and I just – I X out certain things. I, I don't drink as much beer. I don't mm-hmm. eat as many sandwiches, and I don't eat as much pasta. Does it suck? Yeah. But I do it once a week, so I feel better about it. But, you know, I – You know I what know. I do? The triple B diet. I cut out beer, cut out biscuits, and I cut out breakfast. That, that works. That works. Done. Yeah. It's cutting out breakfast, cutting out snacking. When I started working at Grand X, granted, when I, when I moved down to Austin, I was in relatively good shape. Mm-hmm. Moving down here, I soon realized that every plate of food is twice the size of what you get in Michigan. Uh, you're eating <laughs> tortillas, cheese, and beans like crazy. At first, you look at the price, you're like, wow, that's expensive. And then yeah. you're like, oh, I see why, because I get, meals. I get 11 pounds of food. But the, the one thing that killed me on top of all that was the snacks at the office. We had we had a good snack game at Grand X, and I would find myself sitting there. I'd be eating fruit snacks. I'd be eating uh, peanut butter-filled pretzels. Like, I was just pounding food out of boredom yeah. and out of, like, just being at a job all day instead of actually being hungry. And I, part of the reason that I don't really care about having a ton of snacks around here is because I don't want to sit around eating them all day. Totally agree. 
I, I, it's just not necessary. Totally. But you're totally right. Agree. This is a this is a communication issue between these two. And if you really want to hammer this home, and this will be the last thing I say on this, if you want to hammer this home, go see a dietitian. Yeah. And explain your problems and explain your your medical history and future, and get like a a detailed like a a plan that you can bring to your fiance and say, hey, this is not me. This is a doctor and a dietitian putting out a plan for myself that we got to follow and I would appreciate your support for sure. So if I got to make my own thing tonight, let's do pasta Saturday, but like uh, it's a Tuesday and I got to, I got to be smart with this. Yeah. I would love to do a food sensitivity test. I I think it would show me a lot of things. I think it would confirm a lot of things or dispel a lot of things that I've previously thought. And I think it would Mm -hmm. be good for me to do. What if it told you like no more meat pies? You know, I, I'd I'd regroup and I'd figure it out. Yeah. If, what if it told me that I wasn't allergic to beer and I was just like I, was, I could cruise on that? There's a very good uh, lobster, like lobster shepherd's pie mm-hmm. at Fix. Okay, have you had this? No, you need to. I need to. Yeah, you need to. The one the one thing about this question that I think is weird is that if he starts making his own dinner, she gets upset. Yeah, like what what what's the problem there? Sally and I make different dinners, not all the time. We used to do it more, but like we, I mean, I have no issue if she wants to eat something that I don't want to eat or vice versa. Right. I agree with, and it's, she, she puts pastas in the meal kit. So I'm assuming they have, you know, a hello fresh, hello fresh type of thing that they load pasta into and she like plans the dinners out. Not necessarily, but like, Hey, we're going to do this tonight. And he's like, cool. I'm going to do something different. And she's like, well, what the heck? Meat veggies. Yeah. So we need to. Let's tailor the meal kits a little differently going into this yeah. whole thing. I think that's probably a good solution. I know that she keeps putting them in there because I'm sure she likes them. And pasta, um, I just so I don't I don't know. I think you just get a more official opinion on this, like printed out that you can put on your fridge. I think he might just need to start taking control of the meal kits, right? Yeah. Good luck, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. It's not going to work. What is? Hold on one sec. I'm trying to find this uh, for you, Will. This is the. Why do people get weird about diets? Why do people get weird if you say you're doing something different than what they do for their diet? It, it always weirds me out. Like, yeah, I did two weeks of vegetarian recently, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Oh, like, do you feel better?" I'm like, "Well, I wasn't doing it to feel better." Yeah, like. I was just eating a lot of meat and I decided, you know, I was going to try something new and, and eat some foods that I don't typically eat. And now that those two weeks are over, mm-hmm. I'm like, give me some steak, give me some whatever, give me chicken, give me everything. I'm, I'm, I'm back on it. And I re- I, but I've never understood why people take offense to you making a dietary change. People were like, did you lose weight while you're doing it? I was like, no, I didn't. Cause I was eating so much. Like I was eating bread. I was eating yeah. desserts. I was eating everything. You could not have teed this up better because you need to talk to our friends over at ButcherBox. I do need Will. to talk to them because I've, I've never been more H for 100% grass-fed and finished beef. Be prepared for whatever life throws your way with high-quality meat delivered right to your door. Whenever you need a great-tasting meal, you can trust ButcherBox is in your corner. They make it easy. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat of your choosing. Options like 100% grass-fed finished beef. Free-range organic chicken, humanely raised pork, wild-caught lobster freaking tails. Love that. And wild-caught Alaskan salmon with sugar-free bacon. Are you kidding me? Sugar-free you know what my, bacon? You know what my, my freezer looks like right now? Hmm. Meat? 
a butcher box advertisement. That's the dream. That's the dream. I have a buddy who just keeps like his freezer stocked with a bunch of interesting meat, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm very jealous of him. Those lobster tails right now, they're sitting at the top, just waiting, waiting to be, t- waiting to be done. Are they going to be busted out for Brett's Christmas cocktail hour? Uh, they might be, and by might be, I mean they're going to be. I mean, we can figure something out. I'm. I've been. Uh, I I gifted the gift of meat to KJ mm-hmm. at one point because I literally had too much meat for my freezer <laughs> because I got two butcher boxes. Uh, Back to back, so I had not 11 pounds of meat. I have 22 pounds of meat that my my a lot of meat. my freezer could not fit at that time. So I brought some into KJ, and KJ whipped up some. He's done some pork. He's done some chicken. Uh, did a tenderloin, and they looked phenomenal. I've done myself the pork tenderloin. I've done the steak tips. I've done the chicken multiple times, and butcher botch. It's just. Really good meat. Yeah. I, I don't know how else to describe it. It's really good, really workable yes. meat. It's yeah. fantastic. I, I'm pretty sure Dave I, uh, Dave might not appreciate me saying this. I think Dave's a meat snob. Dave loves butcher box. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a big butcher box guy. Here's the deal. For a limited time, butcher box is giving members two pounds of free ground beef in every order for the life of your membership. You're getting free beef, Will. Free beef. Two pounds of free beef. Imagine never having to shop for ground beef again. It's a no-brainer. Here's the process. Once signed up, you choose your box and delivery frequency. They offer five boxes, four curated box options, as well as the popular custom box. So you get exactly what you want and, your, and what your family loves. Butcher Box ships to your order frozen at peak freshness and packed in a 100% recyclable box. And shipping is always free. You enjoy great-tasting, high-quality meat delivered right to your door. Um, this is your chance to never have to shop for ground beef again, like I said. And that's right. Butcher Box is giving new members free ground beef for life. And on top of all that, for the Mail-In Podcast listeners, Butcher Box is offering $10 off your first box. Boom. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash mail-in and get two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership. Log into butcherbox.com slash mail-in to claim this deal. Well, before we go to the next one, the lobster and crawfish pot pie from Fix. I'm in. Maine lobster, Louisiana crawfish, mushrooms, and sweet corn bechamel. I have a little PTSD when it comes to pot pies. As, uh, as of when I was 18, I discovered them, and I discovered the microwave- microwavable ones, and I immediately put on 30 pounds. Is that Stouffer's or Marie Callender's? Marie Callender's. Yeah. She, they had, not only does she have like the, the big ones that you can put in the oven or the microwave, but then they have these like little tiny ones that you can just rip real quick. And like I was just Ooh. doing to go, to go chicken pot pies, just, just devastating my body. Um, in, in my body devastation, I was ripping Stouffer's French bread pizzas. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's enough sodium in those to. Um, I dry out a Saharan desert. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and, and tarnish the name of Stouffer's French red pieces. I'm never going to as well. They're, I, I, they're amazing. I keep an emergency one in my freezer at all times. I should because I love them. When yeah. when the Austin freeze happened, I went straight to CVS and bought them out of them. I was like, I'm eating. <laughs> I'm eating French bread pizza this entire time. Why are they so good? I don't know why. I don't. It's the crunch or something. Oh. Like it's just so good. And you're you never you never I mean this is true for a lot of things you never eat them cold enough right the the first bite is always roof oh. of your mouth tearing it has to be that's that's tradition oh, 
This is the food episode. Are we hungry? Yeah, we're, we're hungry. Hey, Brett and Will. This was a funny one. My friend just told me that his girlfriend used his credit card to purchase an engagement ring, handed him the box, and told him to, quote, give it back to her by the end of the year, end quote. He definitely wasn't planning on proposing, but now he is apparently considering it. How do you tell your friend that responding positively to something like this will just lead to further insane actions down the road? Whoa, boy. Is this guy talking about his girlfriend right now? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A friend is loose in this term. This sounds like something Sally would have done. Uh, What run? This is crazy. Well, like, this this is such a wild type A personality move. Unless they were very, like, much talking about this before, and then it's, like, kind of a cute rom-com-y thing, it's his credit card with an engagement ring that she took out and swiped. I misread the question. Uh, I understood she put it on her credit card and gave it to him. She put it on his credit card? No. No. He's got to go return that. How do you even do that? He's interest right now. Yeah. Like, a lot of it. You have to be able to return a, a, an engagement ring. Not not every engagement goes as, as they're planned, right? I, I mean, yeah. I feel like you should be able to just go return it. What, I dude? mean, what? Yeah, return return it for the the life of the... Uh, oh, yeah, no, it's just sitting in my... Yeah, uh, it's there. It's, it's in my closet. New Year's Eve hits, and she's just like, what's your fucking problem? <laughs> you, I mean, I've heard of, uh, I've heard of people just kind of like... I've heard of, you know... Uh, one person in the in the relationship just being like, "We're getting married. Let's do this." Like, and that's fine yeah. if you. If I feel you like Sally. I feel it. like Sally did that. She tried. Yeah, she tried, but I don't, she definitely wasn't expecting it when I did it. I think I had. Uh, I think I had pushed it off for so long that she under that she kind of lost faith in me. But mm-hmm. like, I get one pro- pro- like party wanting it more, but using his credit card to actually buy a ring and say, "Give it back to me by the end of the year." That that's taking it just way too far. This dude is getting dog walked. I kind of respect her game in the sense that like she <laughs> she knows what she wants and she's gonna get it. But I don't respect the fact that she is just forcing the issue on a level that I can't comprehend. Absolutely absurd. If anyone makes a purchase on my credit card, I'm like, dude, what? Like, no, we're not doing that. Like, I don't want my 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 credit card is my credit card. Our finances are not together at this point. No, I like. <laughs> I, what do you tell your buddy? Like, uh, this is crazy. I don't think there's a, an answer other than telling him, like, dude, what in the world? Because what happens when it's a car or a puppy or a child? Yeah, yeah. Hey, He's got to keep his finances on lock. Yeah. Or, or just don't be the guy that's like, oh, yeah, okay, done. Yeah. This guy needs to have a very – he needs to have a come-to-Jesus moment with his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Tell your buddy that, like, full stop. Oh, you you have your internet therapists here to to tell you otherwise. That's this is not the move. If he if this was if this was on her credit card and she did it, like I feel like there's way less pressure for him Correct. to do anything. The fact that it's on his credit card, it's like oh, I got to shit or get off the pot right now. You also, have to tell her that that's not okay. Yes. I don't I, I, no. That shows reckless spending before you before you're married, and like that's something that you might need to nip now in the bud. Brett and Will, I'm a small business owner. Shouts. You actually mentioned me in Small Biz September last year. 
double shots. And lately I feel like they absolutely hate it. I think I'm in a depression. I feel like everyone is mad at me all the time. All I have to look forward to is my wife and kid. I don't want to give up on it because there's a lot of upside, but every day I dread going into the office. Not sure what I'm looking for here, but y'all are awesome. So I thought I'd see if anyone else is in my position. Thanks and gig them. Will, I included this one because you are a small business owner. Mm-hmm. You had a uh, almost two times. Scaries can be considered a small business in itself. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you this because I wanted to know were there moments that you were like, fuck this. I don't know what the future of this holds. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Like every day. But when I when I first started Scaries, I didn't really have ambitions of ter- immediately turning it into something. Mm-hmm. I had ambitions of just doing something creative and like hopefully it turned into something at some point. But like I think it was like two years after I started it before I got hired at Grand X. Mm-hmm. And that cured everything because it was like, okay, I, I, I didn't. I didn't take this and turn it into something that I could do like independently, but I turned it into getting a really cool job with cool people and really enjoying what I did more, sure. probably more than I would have enjoyed being alone doing Sunday scaries. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was a blessing that I got that taken off my plate, the stress of having this one entity. Sure. But now that, I mean, we're a small business now and as someone who likes doing creative work more than administrative work, like, yeah, there are definitely days when I'm like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. I, I don't want to do this. And luckily I don't have to deal with all that stuff because I've got business partners, but there are a lot of, I mean, now that, and he talks about his wife and kid, that's all he looks forward to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's understandable. That's what I would say a lot of the workforce probably feels like. Yeah. Right. Like you're, you're just in a different position because you own your business. Right. Which congratulations for owning your business. Yeah. But I get it. I think everyone, like, I mean, everyone at some point hates their job. Sure. And I'm sure there's, like, being the owner, you get all the complaints. And you get, your mm-hmm. employees are, they want this, they need that, they, you, this is wrong, this this isn't going well, this is going really well. Like, there's a lot of stuff you have to handle as the proprietor of a small business. And and like you said, there that's also the reason there's so much upside. Is because you have that responsibility and that ability to get to a point where it all works out. Someone asked a question recently on Sunday Scary Stories. I did like a, a Q&A thing on, this, on the stories. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what the exact question was, but it was something about like what's the most important thing for somebody trying to get like a business off the ground. And the only thing I could think of was like that you just keep doing it even when you just absolutely don't want to. Yep. Like if it's something you actually believe in, you have to get through that period in order to like see the light at the end of the tunnel. If you believe in it, like whenever someone says like, so like when you started your blog, like what did you do? I'm like, well, I just kept grinding at it. Like I, I had to keep on going because I knew that it was more fun than what I was currently doing. So I wanted to make it successful. And there was probably numerous times when I didn't want to do it, but there's also like the people that give up on doing what they want to do they're obviously never going to get what they want. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't stomach giving up before something good happened because I had already put so much effort into it that it just made no sense for me. And so for me, like when you reach that breaking point, it's like you either have to figure it out or just accept that like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go work somewhere else and work for somebody for the rest of my life. I want to give this guy two two things. both. So one's short-term and one's long-term. Mm-hmm. Short term, 
when you have a, a situation like this. You need to win every day. You need to win something every day. And what I mean by that is you need to break your mindset out of the past, out of the immediate future, what this business is in a month. You need to break yourself out of why are people mad, what is going wrong. You need to win every day. And that can be a little win, like you knocked out your email list for the day. That can be a big win. You got a deal that is going to sustain you. You need to find something that every day made you or your business or your business partners or your employees better and take that as a building block for the next day and break down your business into day by day by day and only focus on that time period because that's all you can control. That is the short term. And then you use those building blocks to to look back and say, oh shit, that made it better. Long term, to get out of the doldrums and, and, and thinking that I'm only looking forward to my wife and kid, you need to let yourself dream and say, if this goes well, here's where I'm going to be at in life. Here's what I, what, what do you want out of this? Do you want a successful business? Do you want to get bought out? Do you want to have a boat? Do you like, what is your, what is your goal at the end of this? Why are you doing what you're doing? It doesn't have to be financial. It can be, it, it can be work-life balance. It can be the ability to mm-hmm. spend more time with your wife and kid. Allow yourself to dream and put that on paper. And what does that look like? What does your revenue in five years look like? Or what is, what is your time um, spent doing XYZ look like in five years? And allow yourself to, to know that there's a path to get there, especially with owning your own small business. So dream in the long term and win every day in the short term is what I'll tell this guy. After Sunday, after I had Fritz, um, I was spending less time on Sunday scaries, and I could see it actively doing worse. Mm-hmm. And then I was getting really down about it and having some wild ideas about like, well, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should, you know, reduce this. Maybe I should not do this. And then, then I like once I started getting out of it and I started stopped it with the negative thinking. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get back to basics. I'm going to get back to what brought me here. Like, I'm going to put more effort into the episodes. I'm going to mm-hmm. put more effort into promoting them, and that's what I like doing. I'm going to take advantage of the creative whims that I might have when I go down this road because that's what makes me happy and that's what got me here. And sometimes I'd like just getting back to basics made it so much more tangible for me. And sure, like the the business side minutia stuff might fall by the wayside a little bit, but like it's your business. You got to mm-hmm. be happy or else no one else is going to be happy. Correct. It's amazing what consistency and and just doing consistency. does. Consistency. Key. It's the biggest one. You know what's... Uh, consistent in my life i think i do health insurance oh yeah baby and you know what can make that much easier on you Hmm. crowd health for many people in the u.s concerned about the cost of health insurance there are no good options you either go uninsured or pay through the nose for a high deductible plan with questionable coverage all because of a broken healthcare insurance system it's like being stuck with an outdated cable tv plan and not knowing about netflix Imagine Netflix. Imagine that. That's why we're introducing Crowd Health. It isn't health insurance. It's just a better way to pay medical expenses. Crowd Health is a community of people who are tired for paying for a broken system. A place where you can get simple, flexible, and affordable way to pay for your health care. Being in the health or in the Crowd Health community can save hundreds of dollars monthly 
and put thousands of dollars back in your pocket. Why am I doing Crowd Health? Because it's flexible. Membership as a monthly subscription, and you can start or stop when it's convenient for you. It's simple and transparent pricing, customized to fit your needs, and Crowd Health lowers your monthly health care costs. You can see any doctor you want because it's not health insurance. It's Crowd Health. Using their app, find nearly any doctor in the country, ranked from one to five stars. Scan bills and throw them away. Crowd Health takes it from there. Press a button to receive virtual care anytime, anywhere. The, the community is, is a member, as a member of the community, it's health conscious, right? That's why it works the way it does. It's members who want to get healthy and stay healthy in return for lower prices. Makes a lot of sense. CrowdHealth gets rid of the insurance middleman and passes the savings to its members. 100% of your monthly membership pays for actual health care costs, helping with the whole CrowdHealth community, and it helps everybody stay healthy while keeping money in your pocket. CrowdHealth is able to offer amazing prices because of its community of health-conscious members. But for a limited time, listeners of this podcast get their first month free. And after you've been a member, CrowdHealth will include a fitness wearable. Oh, baby. That's 30 days to try risk-free plus the fitness wearable to track your health. How about that? Just go to joincrowdhealth.com slash fit and enter promo code MAIL. That's M-A-I-L. at sign up. That's cr- joincrowdhealth.com slash fit. Enter promo code MAIL. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a community-powered alternative. Terms and conditions may apply. Ready for the last one, Will? Ready for the last one. Hey, guys. Biz dev slash golf question here. Well, I mean, tee one up for me again. For background, I love golf, but I suck at the game. When I do play, it's usually with close friends. On the course, my sole goal is to not hold up play or embarrass anybody in my group. I play with a set of Strata by Callaway clubs from Amazon. Recently, I received an invite to a young lawyer's golf event. I would like to play, but I'm a little self-conscious about my game. I know there will be at least one judge there who I appear in front of regularly. The invite says, submit your handicap with your RSVP, but I don't really have a handicap. What's the move here? Play, have fun, and don't worry about what others think? Or lay out and just hit, uh, I think he means lay up, lay up, and just hit up the next cocktail event. Further context, this is at a muni course in the rural south. So at least it's not an exclusive course or anything like that. What's the move here, Will? For me, it's the the, the kicker. The, the, the last thing that he said, I think I was ready to tell him to skip it. Oh, okay. The entire time. Yeah. But the fact that it's at like a muni course, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say where, it's at, where it is because I can't say the word in front of south. I saw that and panicked. Yeah. Um, but like the fact that it's at a more approachable place helps – my one concern is that he doesn't have a handicap. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to shame him for not having a handicap. I no. just recently started establishing no, no, mind. No. That's totally fine. Um, I want to know the format of this. If it's a scramble, you absolutely go. And you just, you just make a joke out of it. You make light of that. You're not that good. And Because you will use one of your shots. Mm-hmm. And it'll be like a funny putt that you drain. You might be required to use one of your shots. Yeah. Like, right. We played a scramble recently where or it was... It, almost two years ago at this point, it feels like it was yesterday, where we had to use one person's drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you had to use someone's drive every, or at least once. 
And I was the sh- not the shortest out of them, but I was the third shortest out of all of them off the tee. Mm-hmm. And the other two guys were near scratch golfers. And so I was like, man, I need to hit a bomb at one point because we got to do it. Bombs. We ended up using my drive, which was the third best drive one time because we're mm-hmm. like, we haven't used Will's yet. Yeah. And I, I was like, yeah, sorry, guys. But anyway. but like Scramble strategy could be its own podcast. If, yeah. If this, is, if this is a scramble or something, then go out and do it and have fun. Right. It is a little intimidating to have like the actual judge there. Yeah. Fucking judge. Don't suck in front of the judge. Or just try to get a different group and you meet up with the judge for drinks afterwards. But I think you go. Yeah, of course you go. He already he has the the main the basic tenant of bad golf he already has drilled into his head, which is if you're gonna suck, suck fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once you know that, you're good. You don't look for balls in the woods all the time. You 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 play quickly. If you shank a ball over the green Twice, go pick it up. Go and you're, get a bunch you're, of refurb yeah. balls, and if you lose one, just exactly. Leave it. Don't no one cares. Don't show up with the don't don't go get a bag of, of brand new Callaway clubs. Show up with what you got. Play with what play with what you got, and suck fast. And if if you find yourself stomping around in the woods trying to find a ball with the judge, you you gotta yeah. nip that immediately. Nope. The other thing about sucking at golf, which we're we're all prone to do. You're not Tiger Woods. You're not Phil Mickelson. If you suck and you're at an event especially, you have to have fun. Mm-hmm. You have to be lighthearted and you have to joke. This isn't going to be some event where people are like, you know, getting super, super serious about the game. Oh, I could see like a young lawyer's golf event. But <sighs> You get a couple, four, three, three or four handicaps in there that are, that are on pace for like a 96. Is it or some what about some this words move? exchanged? Tell me if this is out of out of bounds. Is what if he went and like Obi? Huh. Okay. What if he talked to somebody that was organizing this and was like, "Hey, I'm not that great. Is there any way you can put me in a group with some people who might be like similar to me or like are at least out there clearly trying to have fun as opposed to score mm-hmm. low? Because like if you come if it's a scramble and you guys come in and you're like you have a terrible score, that's just funny and no one actually cares. But, like, if you feel uncomfortable the entire time because your team's trying to go, like, you know, 17 under on a scramble, yeah. then you're going to be a head case the entire time and not have any fun, and no one's going to have fun around you. Right, right. The, that's the main thing. And, it, and if it is a, a like, one-person event, like you're your own team, suck fast, mm-hmm. have fun, mm-hmm. don't worry about your score. People know that other people are bad at golf. It's, it's not the end of the world. No. Don't embarrass yourself in front of the judge. Like, if, if he's watching you, Make a joke. I don't just just really be careful with that one. If he's just like standing on the tee you box, got, you got to be the guy. He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm usually not like this. Uh, I don't know. No, no, no. You turn around. <laughs> if, you, you turn around while you're on the tee box, and you and you say something like, uh, like uh, I don't know, something like hitting hitting bombs today, Judge. Watch this, or so, just something like absurd. And a little like, self-deprecation yeah. is never gonna go, never gonna go wrong. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, before we get out of here. Segment uh, critically acclaimed shower thoughts. Yes, I had a shower thought the other day. Well, mm-hmm. and it's about sports. Come okay. sports, and I was one. I was thinking back because as uh, the hockey season has just started, mm-hmm. check out Cold Stove. Yes, next week. we should have said that like way earlier in this podcast. Yep. yep. Um, but I was thinking like, why and how am I so? into sports and it i know it has a lot to do with my my dad shouts to dad mm-hmm. um and 
that's just all I knew. Yeah. Right. Like you would sit there and watch Sports Center. You like T ball at four, hockey at four, on skates at three. Like it's just at some point it's all I knew. And that's why I developed my love for football, hockey, golf, baseball, et cetera. But I was wondering for like a, a guy like you who has developed a soccer habit, mm-hmm. which is not a, you know, you play soccer growing up as two, three, four, five, whatever. But how did you get into sports or these sports that you did? The sports that I was most into as a kid were soccer and NHL. It, yeah. ha- it happened to be a good time in my life when when you're 10 years old and your favorite hockey team wins the Stanley Cup and is you're like glued. unbelievable for a good decade. Yes. Yeah. Like I was a part of the 20 year playoff run yeah. and it was awesome mm-hmm. and th- it was very easy for me to get into it. But well, something that took me to the next level was the fact that my dad fed into it so much. My oh, dad's nice. not a hockey guy. Like he wouldn't he doesn't he's not sitting at home watching hockey every night. He gotcha. or ever. Like he just but he knew that I enjoyed it. Yeah. And so he did what he needed to do in order to make sure that I was enjoying it even nice. more. That's cool. He would take me to things. We like he would if if like for example, Gordy Howe was doing a signing at a mall like an hour and a half away. R.I.P. He surprised me with a with a trip to go get an autograph and nice. stuff like that. Um, he bought season tickets to the Lake Superior State University Laker hockey team. Yeah. So we we went up every Friday night, went to the games, and would come back, and it was great. And mm-hmm. so he knew that I liked it. I didn't really want to play it that much, but I loved watching hockey, and he fed into that. When it came to soccer, like I I was a really shy kid. My mom was the coach of my first soccer team, and that she mm-hmm. was the coach because I was so shy that she knew that she had to be the coach, or else I, wouldn't, cool. I didn't want to do it. Yeah, we were terrible. <laughs> but then even after that, um, they would support my enjoyment of soccer. Mm-hmm. And same with golf. And, like, whether it came to, you know, buying me the equipment for soccer that I thought was cool, I think they probably understood, like, okay, if we spend an extra $50 on, on this pair of shoes, that's, like, a really nice thing. He's going to be more He's comfortable love and love it, yeah. Um, they would buy me, they would make sure, or, like, I don't know if they would make sure, but I would always try to get them to do it to make sure that we had stations that played soccer because I enjoyed watching it so much. And mm-hmm. so they would make sure that we had the Fox Soccer Channel, which no longer exists. Fox Sports World, which no longer yeah, exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had all that kind of stuff. Remember and it Versus? Was, it was, uh, dude, yes. Like, and they would they would make sure that I had all of that to make sure that like I I enjoyed what I enjoyed, and I always appreciated that, even though my parents aren't sports people, they don't mm-hmm. care. That's cool. They've never cared. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. On that same note, two Harbor Springs specific questions. Mm-hmm. One, if it's uh, middle of January. And you're getting the boys together to play some pond hockey? Mm-hmm. Where's the spot? There's really only one place to go play uh, hockey in, in Harbor Springs, Michigan, and that's the – there's a local skating rink. It's the, really? It's a skate park during the summertime, and then they turn it into a skating rink during the no wintertime. No shit. Yeah, I mean – Because Mich- obviously you can't skate on the lake. Lake Michigan freezes over, but it's still kind of dicey. Yeah. Um, there And also, Sergey Fedorov's brother just recently opened a uh, arena – Really? Or bought an arena. It was already established, but he bought an arena in northern Michigan. Very so cool. now there's just a it's I think it's called the Sergey Fedorov Arena. <laughs> Y'all didn't have like a like a, a like like little lakes and stuff that you you could go put skates on and just rip around it. Cuz we had like we had Lake Elizabeth, there we was had not Saratoga a Lake. One. 
There's not a popular gotcha. one that people went to. Gotcha. It was always a skate. Or there would be perfect ones. You'd be like, oh, that's old man like Jenkins Lake. We can't skate on it because he doesn't want us to ruin it. I wish there was more of a pond hockey culture because it's it's something that is cool to me, and yeah. I I always enjoyed that. Like Labatt does like a, a tournament, oh yeah. and things like that. And all my friends who were they were athletic but didn't play hockey, they could all get the skates on it and go run around a little bit. I think play. that's why the, the, the outdoor skating rink was popular because ODRs, you, baby. Could, you could rent the you could rent the skates yeah. there and most of us didn't own our own skates if we mm. didn't play hockey full gotcha. time. And my parents told me at an early age, like you're either playing hockey or you're playing or you're skiing. Gotcha. You're not doing both because both are extremely expensive and time consuming. Very true. Very and true. I chose skiing and I'm happy with that choice because I can do that late in my life as opposed to if I was a hockey guy, like I'd be like I'd be not playing hockey at all right now. I do. I'm. I need to get in a league up here, big time. I was supposed to do one last year. I need to get in a soccer. I need to get like an indoor soccer league with Barrett. Barrett's been playing yeah. indoor lately. My second question, which I know you will have a, uh, an answer for, mm-hmm. if you're going to watch, maybe it's after this this hockey game, this theoretical hockey game. If you're going to watch a Red Wings game in Harbor Springs, mm-hmm. what's What's your the haunt that you feel most comfortable chugging a Molson in and and taking in the Red Wings game with the boys? It's tough for me that people always ask for recommendations for Northern Michigan if they're going up there for golf or skiing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one place I always say is Teddy Griffin's Roadhouse. Okay, uh, my friend Teddy, who's it's named after his grandpa, but they very owned cool. it for a very long time. They just recently sold it, but it's a place that has Red Wings paraphernalia all over the walls. Mm-hmm. It's got. Uh, like old stuff, memorabilia, whatever the word is. Um, you, either one, and uh, they have like I mean, it's just clear that like if there's a Wings game on, you can kind of go a little bit crazy in there. Nice, and I always enjoyed that. Uh, but that's probably the number one spot that I'd say to go. Watch Teddy Griffin's game. Roadhouse. It's also where I, I had the pleasure of meeting Chris Draper and Darren McCarty and getting to party with the Stanley oh. Cup one night. Oh they, man, they brought it in. My did buddy, you drink out of it? Uh, I did. Oh, my buddy you told me son he was like, a... "Hey, you might want to stick around for a little bit." He's like, "We got some big stuff coming," and I was like, "Okay." And then wow. sure enough, the Stanley Cup rolled in, and we just all hung out with it. No At shit. one point, there was about 12 of us there, and it was the coolest thing of all time. Oh. It was just a little – it was those two, the keeper of the cup yep. who had to be there, who was just dreading everything we were doing. Oh, he's, and then he just is some close such friends a, and family. He's such a little uh, – I don't know. It's, he's it's he's kind of he's – he's a dickhead. It's a tough no, job. No, I, I, would, I would have sympathy for him if he wasn't such a dickhead. <laughs> I think there's numerous ones. We weren't getting as crazy as some people get. No, people, we were. We were ugh. being very tame at that point because I think we were all scared. That is one of the one of my dreams is to party with the Stanley Cup. I've done it twice, but only once where I could actually touch the cup and grab at the cup. Very cool. But the coolest. I mean, yeah, like this. I'm definitely bragging here. The coolest sports moment of my life was sitting there, and I was sitting at the table. Darren McCarty and Chris Draper were both at the table, mm-hmm. and we were just looking at the cup and like pointing out names and being oh. like oh look they they misspelled this oh look yeah. they, this they had to redo this one it's all and hand just, done yeah that that close proximity to it with two of your like sports heroes i mean mm-hmm. like mccarty I, draper obviously i love mccarty was like so next level just because of his grit and performances like he won us the stanley cup mm-hmm. against the flyers mm-hmm. two goals out of that guy it was just awesome and so yeah, the, yeah that that was that was awesome and that's that's the place teddy griffin's roadhouse teddy griffin's roadhouse i would i out. need to go there at some point by the way you see uh chelios on espn last night looking like a snack he looked good last night oh he's he tanned, looked good last night all those up. guys did oh they Messier looked, looked good mark they had Barry started, up there. Steve Levy looks great. Shots to Suni Oswego. Messier started talking, and then Sally was like, "What? He's from Canada?" And I was like, "Yes." Are you sure is? <laughs> uh, 
Speaking of, I think the Red Wings, they open up tonight? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow On night. ESPN Plus, Will might be... Uh... Uh, I've already I've already laid the groundwork with Sally, wow. but there might be some Red Wings games going on wow. more often now that I can watch every game. Well, that'll do it for us, Will. All right. That was a good time. That, that went by quick. It did go by quick. Uh, before we get out of here, where can the folks find you? You can hit me up on... Uh... Go subscribe to Circling Back. Go subscribe to the Sunday Scaries podcast. Or you can find me on socials at Will DeFreeze anywhere you may that be. I'm on social. There you go. Uh, that'll do it for us. Subscribe, rate five stars uh, on this podcast. Maybe hit a review, tell a friend about it. Hit the hotline number, leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail In Podcasts. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.